Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. My name is Rachel Autry and I am today's host. I am so excited to bring you the conversation we have for you today with my dear friend, Jessie Nichols. Jessie is a wedding photographer based out of Greenville, South Carolina with her husband and her golden retriever, Samson. There's a lot to Jessie I think you'll love and you'll get to know about her in this episode, but more than anything, I'm so excited about the conversation we had all about rest, what purposeful rest looks like, and how we can practice that in our everyday lives. Jessie has a lot to share with us today about rest and her routine and what that's looked like the past few years. If you're someone that struggles with busyness and figuring out how you can eliminate some of the busy so you can be more intentional with your rest time, I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode and get everything out of it that Jessie has to share. Let's jump right in. Hey Jess. Hi. Oh my gosh, it's so fun to have you on here because I feel like this is just a normal phone call that everybody else is getting to listen to. It is a normal phone call. This is very normal for us. Very normal. We just chat through all of the things with business and friendship and marriage. So I'm just excited something like this is being recorded so people can see how goofy and fun you are. Oh my gosh. Because it's so who you are. For the people that don't know Jesse Nichols, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a full-time wedding photographer, which is how I met you. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Listeners need to know she shot my wedding. So any wedding picture you see, yes, of Thomas and I is all of her work. It's beautiful. P.S. If you haven't met Thomas, you need to because I love him. Yes, Uh, I do. He's charming. And Remy. Um, And Remy. Sweet dog. Sweet dog. I graduated from Clemson. I have been married five years now, which is crazy. Um. I have a golden named Samson. He's staring at me right now. Um, <laughs> hey, Samson. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm from Lexington, South Carolina. Um, and recently, well, I guess over the past year or so, um, as a brand, as Jesse Nichols Photography, we've really wanted to grow as far, well, and growth can be a million different things in photography. You can right. do education, you can teach, you can create webinars which means you've done a webinar um, a long time ago. Um, Or you can go the route of growing a team, um, which I have always been drawn to growing a team, not necessarily to make my business bigger or better or anything like that, but more for the camaraderie and to have community um, be surrounded by girl bosses. And so that's kind of the route we're taking now. And we're still working out how exactly that looks. But over the past year, I had an associate photographer and she was wonderful. Um, We learned a ton through that. And I feel like we got to bless more brides through that. Um, She actually shot 10 weddings with me just as an associate. So I was hands off. They were her clients. She took care of them. And then I would edit, email, create timelines, all that. I also had two interns who I love. um, And so they have been a huge part of my business and honestly just my life um, over the past year. And so they will finish in November, which is kind of weird. I mean, they'll still be around. They'll be in Greenville, hopefully. Um, But that's kind of where we're at. That is amazing. And it's been so fun to watch your journey because when you started 
becoming friends and working together on wedding stuff and blog stuff and just anything that has to do with photography. I always came to you and it was fun to see it be a one woman show, but to see you say like, Hey, like I would love a team. Like I would love (laughs) camaraderie. I would love some help up in here. It's been so fun because I have seen success flourish for you because you have taken that step of vulnerability and honestly just surrendering and saying, okay, Lord, what's next? Like, Mm -hmm. not because you're hungry for more, not because you're you think you're deserving of more or anything like that. It's a humble place of saying, what is my next step to make this like a kingdom growing process for you? And Mm. that's been fun to watch. So I wanted to honor you in that because it's been so fun to just be able to sit back and watch Jessie do her (laughs) thing. So if you aren't following along, then you definitely should. But one of the things that I think Jessie, you do really well and something that I'm excited for you to share on the show about today is the way that you rest. And I think you said <laughs> girl boss. <laughs> Learning. <laughs> right. But like this is what it's about, you know, behind the bliss. So we're going to talk about behind this idea of rest and what it means for you and all the beautiful pictures and photography and brides and weddings yeah. that you get to meet and shoot and be at. I mean, mm. how do you not burn out? How do you, I mean, how do you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Great <laughs> I would do seven and say, all right, I cannot eat another piece of wedding cake. I cannot see another white dress. And I can't, like, I would I would have to stop. So I, I'm so curious. Obviously, you love it. So that's a thing. But more than that, more deeply, like, how do you, how do you do it? Oh, girl. It is a constant learning process because we, I say, I always say we with business because Braden is very much a part of um, my photography business because he helps me iron out details and come up with ideas and challenges me to chase after those crazy ideas. Um, But we launched the business in 2013, which is also five years. All the life things happen together. Like we bought a house, we got married, well, other, other order, got married, bought a house, got a dog, started a business all in the month of August, either in 2013 or 2014. Hey, Um, go big or go home. You just got to do it all. (laughs) Just do it all. Samson came in 2014, but everything else was 2013. But when we started in 2013, I just went hard and hustled. With photography business or any entrepreneurial business, you have to hustle. And with the hustle, I mean, it's really exciting and it's fun. I mean, because you're going after your passion, which pushes you forward. So my first full year in 2014, the Lord blessed us with 20 weddings. The goal was 10. Um, Then fast forward to the next year, I took literally anything that came to my inbox, which ended up being, you might've been my year of 40. Were you, you got married in 2015, right? 2016. 2016. Okay. So you were the year after. Uh, All my years get so confused. Okay. 2015, I had 40 weddings by myself. I say by myself. I mean, I had second shooters and stuff like that, but I didn't, I didn't have a team of any sort. And then I brought on Sophie and that's another story. She was an intern with me. Um, I believe she's been on behind the bliss. She has. Oh my goodness. Y'all Sophie Brindle episode eight. Episode eight. Okay. I knew it was towards the beginning at the end of year that year. I had to take a hard look at what on earth was I doing? I was so burnt out especially with weddings. Um, I've learned that there's a sweet spot in the number of weddings I take, plus the type of weddings and type of brides. Um, mainly I have found that I jived really well when this is so cliche to say, but like life giving brides like you, like 
who became my friends, my sisters, who encouraged me, who would text me. We were just friends and I just happened to be shooting their wedding. I didn't learn that until 2016, which I had wonderful weddings all of 2014, 2015. But I learned about myself then that I need to find a sweet spot and stick with it and be okay with saying no. And so this long drawn out story to tell you, it took me a few years (laughs) to realize hey, if you don't slow it down a little bit, you're going to burn out, which I did. End of 2015, straight burnout. End of 2016, straight burnout. End of 2017. Every year, I've slowly developed a process that helps ease that burnout. And so it's a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. And so over the past year or so, I would say starting last fall is when I really started to dig into what it means to rest, especially for me specifically, because everyone's different. I'm an introvert at heart. So I may need a little bit more alone time. Whereas Brayden, he's more of an extrovert. He, he likes to say now he's a little bit more introverted because of me, (laughs) but he's more of an extrovert. So he gets his energy from people. Whereas I get my energy drained from people. And I don't mean that meanly. It's just, that's my personality. Yeah. That's you. Well, let me, me. let me stop you and talk about something real quick that I'm seeing from your story that I think is so cool. That um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, but I'm not a photographer. And in fact, I'm right. not even an entrepreneur. I'm different <laughs> things that we have going on, not necessarily entrepreneur. It doesn't have to be photography, but this applies to all of us. Like I take on so much on my plate that I get to a point in anything, marriage even, that I'm like, I'm burnt out. I haven't rested. I haven't taken care of myself. We haven't taken care of us. Therefore, you feel more like a roommate than a husband right now. And like, how can oh, we yeah. fix this? Or with your kids. Like, hey, I feel like a hotel that's hosting you in my bedrooms more than I feel like my mom <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find a, okay, I'm starting to feel like I'm drifting away from the actual purpose here. Why did I start? Mm-hmm. How can I take a step back? treat myself, love myself well, but so that I can love these people and this purpose to the best of my ability. And I think that is honestly the definition of burnout. And so whether you're Mm -hmm. listening to this and you're like, "Mm, doesn't apply to me next episode, like stick on because I (laughs) promise like we all burn out. We all burn out in anything we do. Ministry. We do. Yeah. It really, I mean, it's any type of job, any type of, like you said, ministry, you can burn out of anything. Even your hobbies, you can get burned out. Oh, I got burned out on CrossFit very quickly. <laughs> I would get burned out day two. I'd say, I don't <laughs> like to sweat. I don't like my heartbeat to be super high. I'm out of here. But no, I'm curious. I'm so curious. Like, so burnout's real. You faced burnout. Mm-hmm. What has mm-hmm. been a tangible thing that you've practiced, that you've started implementing inside your years to make sure that you're refreshed and ready to go for the next one and you're not burnout and you can do it well and excellently and with joy. Yes. Um, finding joy in the job is huge. But I will say I, I go from one extreme to the next. I go to little, like you said, tangible things daily, which I try really hard to do daily. And I'm sure many of you can relate. Like sometimes you set a habit like, getting coffee every morning and having your quiet time or reading a book or whatever your morning or afternoon or nighttime yeah. situation is. I try and start every day. I always get coffee. Go figure. Um, walking Samson just by myself to be quiet. Um, and then quiet time, whether that's reading new morning mercies or just journaling, whatever that looks like. I've tried to build a habit over the past few years, but even more so over the last two 
because I realized how much that implements my day and my attitude and my ability to just let things roll. And New Morning Mercies is a devotional by Paul David Tripp that if you're listening, mm-hmm. should be on your nightstand. It is so great. I mean, you know, not as great as the Bible, but like it does a great <laughs> job of pairing real life things with scripture, with truth, and it's short snippets. So we've mentioned it several times in the podcast, but just figured in case someone was like, what is New Morning Mercies? This is what that is. <laughs> it's good little nuggets. You can read them very quickly. Great nuggets. Um, but on a grander scale, and I started doing this last year, um, and this was a huge leap of faith, but it was so clear to me that the Lord had put this time aside is I was towards the end of my burnout last year, which was end of June, early July after the summer hustle. I had nothing left. Truly, I didn't. And so I was looking through my calendar. Don't know if you use a Google calendar, mm-hmm. but all the little dots. All the little dots on the calendar <laughs> stressed me out. And so I just wanted to scroll. I was like, maybe I can find a weekend or maybe a week where there's not that many dots or things that are just like on our calendar, like Braden's job, like his dots per se, right. um, where I could find just a little stretch of time. And then the Lord told me, he's like, no, I don't need a little. I need a lot. I need big swallow, but I need a month with you wow. to just take time to recoup and for you to just feel me again, because truly I just didn't feel like I was walking closely with the Lord. Like I definitely felt him still, but it wasn't a relationship. At least it didn't feel like it. Um, And so as I was scrolling through my calendar, I got to the month of September and there were two dots on it. I wish I could tell you what those two dots were. They weren't, one was a wedding. It was September 23rd in Charleston. It was an intimate wedding. I knew that. And then one other dot was something super random, maybe like a football game. And it was so clear to me when I saw that this is what it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to take off the whole month of September, which is kind of hilarious because September, October, November are the the fall hustle months, especially for photography or any wedding industry. Um, but I knew that September had to be off. And so then went into that preparation phase of, okay, <laughs> that's great. But how on earth do you do that? Yeah. Like, how did you respond? Were you just like, Lord, I have to make money. Like I, this is my thing. How can you call me away? What went through your mind when you heard him say that? I mean, first was no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, because it's just so crazy sounding like a whole month off when you are an entrepreneur or I mean, any job. Can you imagine going in and telling your boss like, so sorry, won't be here for a month. See you in October. Like it just doesn't work that way. Even as a mom, like you can't take a whole month off. What does that look like? And so for me personally, that looked like taking email off my phone, which was huge. I still have that in force now. Um, and I tried to be better about this, but social media breaks, being okay with saying no. I mean, with Lisa Turker's The Best Yes, I learned a lot about myself the and book, a lot the about best how. Yes, right. Yes, the book, The Best Yes. Um, I have learned I say yes to everyone because I'm I'm a people pleaser at heart. And so learning it's okay to say no. And so through the month of September, that's what that looked like. I said no to just like small little coffee dates or walks, unless it was my best friends. I gave parameters, best friends or family. And that's exactly what I did for that month was I hung out with my family so much more. I enjoyed the weather changing, which I know sounds so lame, but it really did do something for my soul to feel it go from super hot temperatures to cool because in the past I haven't even, I didn't even notice it because it just came and went yeah, so fast. Yeah. Um, and so that had 
that was kind of a radical thing to do. Um, but I was also encouraged by Jenna Kutcher. She took a month, I think it was a month sabbatical in Hawaii. I wish we could all go to Hawaii. (laughs) She really encouraged me because homegirl is a boss lady and I don't know how you can carve out time like that. Right. And so she really encouraged me like, you can do this. You just have to prepare for it. I kind of want to tell the story about how this show is happening right now. (laughs) Okay, go Um, for it. So this is behind the bliss of the behind the bliss. Um, so yes. we reached out to Jesse to have her on the show when we were launching the podcast. Mm-hmm. And this was back like in May, maybe? Yeah, it was May or June, I think. Yeah, back in the summer. And we reached out and she kindly declined. And <laughs> love you. Not, yeah, and I was about to say, but like, but you so graciously did it in a way that like, I never felt like our relationship is jeopardized. I totally understood where you're coming from. You just said Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I need you to understand my heart. I'm not in a place that talking about photography is going to be healthy for me right now. Not because Mm -hmm. I don't love it. Not because I'm not having fun, but because I'm scared that if I give more than I'm supposed to, that will become my reality. And I cannot Mm -hmm. afford that. And so you graciously said no. And we were like, Hey, great. I respect (laughs) you for that, but you love pleasing people. So the fact that you said no, I was like, something must be going on <laughs> and so I you knew um, and that's the cool part yeah and I knew and also there was the friendship that had already been established before this even happened but now today we're sitting here because we basically figured out a date to record after the crazy hustle months that we were just talking about and it worked out perfectly and then literally the Sunday after we set the date to record my church did a sermon on rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Funny. Go Jesus. And I literally texted, I pulled up my phone in the middle of the sermon, texted Jesse, and I was like, you'll never believe what we're talking about right now. And there mm-hmm. are so many truths in there that if we would have talked about this uh, three, mm-hmm. four months ago, you've been able to establish your mm-hmm. month of real rest. We can have this conversation of, okay, what does it look like to boldly say no it is a thing. Like, it's a real thing. It's a practical thing. So we can talk about, you know, all the ways that you say no or all the things that you set aside or your sabbatical. But truly, like, this even, you know, like, this podcast, this episode is a testimony to your rest. Yes. And that's so cool. And it's happening still. You know, like, the Lord still keeps his promises. and <laughs> didn't fall through completely. Right. It just wasn't the time. And it was always something that I wanted to do. But like you said, at the time, it just wasn't – I didn't have the energy – not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually to be able to give yeah. in that way. And so I appreciate your grace in that. <laughs> I appreciate that you love me enough to know. <laughs> oh, I knew. I knew. And even sending the text, I was like, this is going to be a test. I want to see if she says yes or no, because <laughs> I knew it was going to be a stretch if you did say yes. So anyways, it is cool there to talk about all this because rest and something I learned from the sermon and have been applying to life and Thomas and I have had conversation about is more than the time that you get to sleep right. and is more than like the number of naps you take or whatever. It's so much more of just like your connection with the heart of the father so that he can give you the power to sustain you through doing things that we love and worship and what actually gives us life. Mm-hmm. Right. So you said mind, body, spirit, and we kind of talked about your soul, like what your soul needed, mm-hmm. which was feeling the weather change. What are some things that you did for your body? What did you do spiritually that you kind of felt help this whole restful sabbatical be successful well I love walks in the fall I feel like every girl can relate we love love some Starbucks and hallelujah (laughs) some Starbucks in hand walking through crunchy leaves but I that's what I love doing that month is just taking Samson for walks and 
really not really having a destination. I would just park somewhere and just go for a little loop. Um, at the time I was doing CrossFit as well, just because I feel like that cleanses your soul or not necessarily your soul, but your body because you push so hard and you're like, yeah, I yes. did it. But I feel like exercise for me is such a relief. And I f- have found that when I'm not able to not necessarily exercise every day, but just move a little bit, that's when I find myself most stressed. Um, and so that really helps clear my mind. And another thing that I did was honestly just be, we have a porch, an outdoor porch situation at our house with a bed swing. And I would spend a lot of time out there um, just swinging or listening to music out there. It sounds funny, but burning a candle outside, Um, just setting a mood to just be that really helped a lot um, just to rest. Because like you said, it's not just sleeping and napping. It's just learning to be, which is a really hard thing to wrap your mind around sometimes. I don't, I still don't fully understand what it means to just be. I like that's different for everyone. Yeah. Um, but that was huge for me. Um, but I also would meal prep. It was just little life things that make me, me as a human, um, meal prepping, walking my dog, resting outside on a swing. It's very super simple, tangible things that everyone can do. And it may look different. Um, yoga, sitting in your bed. I I mean, whatever it is. Um, I've just found that to be true for me. How did you find yourself resting spiritually? Um, I actually did a study last year during my month long sabbatical in September. I did the proven study by Jenny Allen. Um, I actually did it with one of my best friends. She lives in Africa. Does it go along with the book? Nothing to prove. Yes, we didn't do the book, but we just did the study that went along with the book. I don't know if that even makes sense to do that separately, but we did it separately. No, I do. I love Nothing to Prove. I actually am looking at it right now. Are you really? It's sitting on my nightstand. It's on the, it's like, you know, it's in the stack of books that I'll probably get to in the next seven months. (laughs) I know what you mean. But Casey and I went through that study together leading up to the sabbatical and we finished it. She moved to Africa September I guess she left Greenville September 1st and left September 8th. Um, but we ended up finishing going through it separately and would just talk about it on FaceTime. But that study, it was a little bit slower moving, in my opinion. Just I've done different studies and some are super feels and super emotional and hard questions. And then some are more fact-driven. This one's a little bit more fact-driven. It's not as much of like a devotional. It's more of like an actual right. study. Yes. Right. And so it took me a little bit longer to move through. Um, But after Casey had left and I was doing this on my own, um, sitting outside one day, I remember there was one portion of that book. It was just one sentence that stuck out to me. And I had to sit on it for two to three days of like, I don't even know how to digest this. And it was so simple. All it was, was I don't have to prove anything because Jesus proved everything. And I just sat there and was like, well, dang. That's really heavy, but then also so light. And I just feel like that's just the Lord's character is he just gets interwoven in us so deeply. But then again, it's so light just to walk with him. And that I I still am digesting just that one sentence from that whole study. (laughs) One sentence was what I just sat on for a few days. And it just reminded me that I really, when hustle returns, when normal life presumed because again sabbatical it's not necessarily normal life again it's hard to do that and so I knew once real life came back and my normal hustle and my routine came back what does that mean and I found that 
my performance doesn't equal his love for me. He's not going to love me any more or any less, the harder or less hard that I work. And that walking into normal life again after sabbatical was huge for me because it took such a burden off of me to perform, to hustle, to people please. I just needed to delight in him every day and walk with him every day and start with him every day. And that's all that I needed to do. And that was huge for me. So good. Jesse, do you ever feel like, and I say this because I feel the same way too. So I'm almost just, you know, fishing for someone to say, yeah, me too. (laughs) Is that I feel like I'm successful when I'm busy. And not that busy's being bad. For example, today, the only thing I have lined up was to go to a workout class this morning and to have a podcast interview with you. And something about me was like doubting myself of why don't I have anything else to do? What else should I do? What can I do to fill my time? (laughs) Maybe I'll go grab coffee with a friend. Like, what is, you know, what's wrong with me? Am I not being productive? And am I being lazy? And just these thoughts consume my head. Mm-hmm. Where, no, like, busy is not bad. Like, busy with production and busy on purpose is is great, right? Like, that's that's what kind of fuels the kingdom. Not necessarily busyness, but if you have something to do for a purpose and it aligns with God's calling, do it. You know, it doesn't yes. mean clear your schedule. But don't put things on your schedule to feel busy so that you feel successful. And so, I don't know, I fall into that lie all the time of being like, oh, I don't have much to do today. You know, am I am I doing this right? Like, am, you know, just this weird right. constant fear. And honestly, I think it's the enemy slowly whispering, like, you have things to prove and you're not proving them when you're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And which is so not true. And when I do fall into the lie of believing it, because that's often right. like, hello, I believe that all the time which is why I felt the need this morning to fill my calendar. I don't have as much time to sit and reflect on thankfulness or to sit and read or to sit and worship or pray. And that just sounds so petty, but I feel like just me saying it maybe releases freedom for other people that also have felt like it's petty because it's not petty. It's real life. It is. I feel that way. It's a constant need to hustle. Do you feel that way? Please tell me oh, you yeah. feel that way. Amen. 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 Because that's what we're all about filling our calendars. And I feel like, I don't know if it's our generation and it's probably, it spans further than our generation, but we find success in being as busy as possible. And I'm, I'm kind of throwing that umbrella over all of us. Sorry, friends. But I feel like we kind of like glamorize hustle and how tired we are and how much we got done that day. I mean, I feel guilty of that all the time. It's finding your identity and productivity. It is. And that equals performance and that equals your worth. And that's not true. I've just found that it, it, if anything, it just burns you out quicker. And then you're like, wait, what? I don't understand. Why am I so tired? Oh yeah. Because I gave all of my energy to everyone else and to everything on my to-do list and had nothing left. Which at the end of the day, which is the most sweet and most precious time I get with Thomas, is is I'm not able to give it my all. Like I'm not able to make dinner and sit down and have great intimate conversation and being able to listen to his day or talk through issues. I've spent that emotional energy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I say all that because, like I said earlier, this goes beyond photography and entrepreneurship. This mm-hmm. is a real life struggle for everyone. Right. Speaking about marriage. What did you find when you took your sabbatical? Did you find that your relationship with Brayden just like flourished? Did you feel like it stayed the same? Did you feel like um, y'all were able to get more time together? How I want to know how this affected your relationships outside of business, outside of yourself too. Sure. Um, 
Well, with Brayden, to answer your first question, I feel like it definitely did. But last year when I did take that month off, I found that we had more conversations in the kitchen, just sitting on the counter. We're standing there laughing at Samson. We just had more little moments together and more deeper conversations, whether it was business related or how was your day? I mean, we had better conversation and that's something that stuck out to me as I felt more connected to him just because we were able to openly speak to one another because I wasn't distracted with my phone or emailing people back or I didn't have anything pulling my attention. It was all on him. And I, I mean, he could speak to that differently maybe, but I, I felt way more connected. Um, we had a lot of life things happen that month too, which I feel like if I would have been busy, I wouldn't have been able to fully enjoy like my oh, best. Wow, yeah. You were set aside for it. I was set. I mean, it's amazing looking back and I know I'm, really excited for the month of October when I'm taking this year's sabbatical. But last year, my best friend moved to Africa, September 1st. (laughs) And my brother-in-law got engaged September 1st. Um, They got engaged in Boston. JC, who's now my sister-in-law, we don't even say in-law, we just say sister. Um, She went dress shopping, (laughs) didn't have to carve out time in my schedule. I was fully open and available for her. Um, I did photograph two of my really good friends' proposals, one of which is Kylie Ann, who's my intern. When someone asks you to photograph a proposal, especially when it's one of your best friends, you can't pass it up. But if I would have been busy and my calendar would have been full, I would have missed both of them. And so I really, it's funny when I look back because I said, I won't photograph anything. But I did, I was given the freedom to choose this is the Lord telling me you need to do this for me and go love your friends. Well. And so I did, I hid in some bushes behind some boat ramps. (laughs) It was your best. Yes. I gave all of my best yeses and it all came back to my family and my best friends being able to give them my full attention, my full love and my full time. And that did so much for me, but also did so much for my friendships. And I felt There was just an equal care and love in that month, which has carried through the last year of practicing what I learned that month through my friendships and with our family. I feel so much more connected to our family um, and my friends and like being able to build that relationship with JC, my sister-in-law. I just don't think if I would have been busy that month, I would have been able to fully process and enjoy that time. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's so cool. It was more than setting aside time so that you could love your job. It mm-hmm. was that you could love people, you know, and yeah. you could be there for people in their life moments too. Oh, it's just so much bigger than ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't really think I remember that all the time. So <laughs> let's say someone hears this and they're like, wow, a month. That's a long time. Like what other <laughs> little small things, you know, I mean, yes, a month is amazing. And if that's what you're called to, that's for you. And you need to say yes, that's obedience. But for others that, you know, can't just take a month off of being a mom or a wife, like what are ways to, or a student, you know, mm-hmm. what are ways, practical ways, like you were talking about meal prepping or turning off, um, emails on your phone. I want to hear all these little practical nuggets so that we can kind of make a list and compile them and put them in our show notes because I I want to practice these too. (laughs) We all need rest in everyday (laughs) lives. Yeah. Like for example, here's one. Um, Thomas and I want to start sleeping with our phones outside the bedroom. Yes, that's a great one. Plug them in, charge them in the kitchen. You know, what are some practical things like that you have? Some practical things. 
first, so business-wise is I don't respond to people after a certain time. Usually it's about 6 p.m. Because once Braden's home, I want to be done. I want to be off just like he's off from work. So establishing business hours. So not responding. Establishing business hours. And for anyone else, like when you leave work, you've left work. Um, I also took the email off my phone, which I cannot tell you. I don't, I know some jobs you cannot do that, but that has given so much freedom. I can only answer emails on my computer like it should be (laughs) not always accessible. Well, we've all seen that devastating like text or email of something we might've forgotten to do or place we had need to be that we forgot about. And it completely shifts my heart from being in the moment to like fearing the next day, you know, or going ahead and having anxiety over this issue that I shouldn't have even looked at. And if I hadn't looked at it, I wouldn't be feeling the anxiety I am right now. Exactly. I'm so guilty of that so often. Um, But even like meal prepping, you don't have to meal prep, but setting aside time to enjoy making dinner, to have dinner together. I feel like that's something we want to carry into when we have a family and children. I don't want them to just be eating on the couch by themselves while while I'm on the phone looking at Instagram as a 30-something-year-old. I just don't think that's fair to them or fair to us. And so establishing those boundaries now, um, going for walks, anything, I feel like it's so specific to the person. But for me as a human, I love quiet walks. I love coffee by myself. (laughs) Everything's by myself. (laughs) Um, Or even walks with my best friends who... If we want to walk in silence, we can. Um, So establishing those work boundaries, establishing those friend boundaries. I have loved doing a study. I have found that I'm not great at just studying the Bible. (laughs) These are things I'm working on. Um, But I love studies. I did the If Gathering study, Enjoying Jesus. That was amazing. Um, That one was more of a devotional type that really dug into heart issues, which is really hard to go through. Yeah. But it was very life-giving. Um, I, I'm a big study person. So the New Morning Mercies, the If Gathering, the Proven Study, all of those have been very life-giving to me. And I feel like that's such an easy thing you can read in the morning right when you wake up and then continue on your day. Yeah. Well, you mentioned cooking. Yeah. Have you read Bread and Wine by Shauna Nyquist? No, but I need to. It's all about, really, it's cool. She shares recipes. She shares about hosting mm-hmm. and why we host and like the scriptural value of hosting and loving people in your kitchen, your dining room. But even more than that, she goes further and she talks about the biology of our bodies mm-hmm. and why um, cooking is best for digestion. And like when you're able to smell the smells and the aromas of the kitchen and like stir your pot of, of sauce or whatever you're making, it goes ahead and prepares the chemicals needed to digest your food before oh, wow. you've put it in your mouth. And then she, get this, it's amazing. She relates it to scripture and she's like, that's why I like meditating on the word and prayer and worship because it's all worship, but it prepares our hearts for the digestion before it happens. Wow. And that's so cool. That's really cool. But you were talking about kitchen and cooking and having that culture of togetherness. You know, enjoying a meal. Yeah, and togetherness and gathering. And that's what yeah, that's what that book's all about. I think you'd love it. Oh, I really would. That might be my October read. <laughs> Do it. And her her recipes are so good too. We tried one of her blueberry crumbles in there. It was very good. Mm, sign me up. Okay. Random question too, because I feel like this all plays into it. But have you taken the Enneagram test? I have. Um, I, that's the number one, right? (laughs) Yeah. What are you? I'm a two. 
I think that's yes, the helper. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> you're a helper. I'm a AKA helper. people pleaser. Uh-huh. It's fine. I'm an achiever. Okay. So I'm a number three. Oh, we so right I'm there success. together. Yep, right next door. So we're like success oriented and driven, mm. which is funny because I think that's, those are probably the numbers that struggle with rest the most. Mm-hmm. Because you need to please people and you have to-do lists and things to get done, places to be, people to see. You can't stop. Right. And in reality, you can't and you should. Uh, it's so hard. It's revealing though. So if you haven't taken the Enneagram test too, um, we talk about it a lot on here just because it, oh gosh, it's just been valuable to me to learn my personality and what I need. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just helped me know myself better. And so if you haven't, you should, and you should see kind of like how you wean and how you you know, how you operate off of rest. Like, do you, do you normally rest a lot? Maybe too much? <laughs> like you don't do much? <laughs> then I would challenge you to like, go ahead and make those coffee dates, get out there. But if you are a two or three, like Jesse and I, mm-hmm. probably slow down, <laughs> challenge yourself in the opposite. What's that? Like you can be a beer or you're a doer. I feel like we're both doers and we need oh, to practice doers. being beers and beers need to practice being doers that's really hard to say (laughs) I know no it's true so yeah basically if we don't have four episodes on behind the bliss you know Mary Scott and I took a sabbatical (laughs) we are highly inspired by Jesse love y'all okay so we asked this question to all of our guests and I'm curious to know what are you loving these days what's something you need to rave about so people so people know about it maybe what are you reading anything that you are just Ooing and awing over, you have to share what you need to know. Oh, I love this question because it can go a million different directions for me. First off, New Morning Mercies. That devotion has been so life-giving to me because it's so short. I love short and sweet and to the point. Um, I have also <laughs> completely different. I have loved Orange Theory recently. I jumped ship from CrossFit. I loved it for six, five or six years, but I've been loving Orange Theory. I feel like it's so, it's such a good challenge. Gets my endorphins going. Never leave there not drenched in sweat. If you don't, you're doing something wrong. Because because you leave there drenched in sweat in the best way. And you just feel so good. It's so cleansing. I love that. I love it. Okay. Any life hacks? I just feel like you're just full of nuggets. I'm like, okay, I got to get them out. Oh my gosh. I have random nuggets. I love doing house projects. My next project is I have a shelf in my um, office that has a bunch of stuff I don't need. And so I have learned about myself taking, I like to make master lists, but those stress me out. And so I choose one thing per month to completely tackle. Like I can't halfway do it. I can't kind of do it. I have to fully do it. And so the month of October is the shelf, which does not sound exciting, but I have been avoiding it for four years. So You know what mine would be? What? Oh gosh, our closet. Mm, mm-hmm. I've done this closet purge the last Especially like, just because we move so often with the ranch that, I mean, I feel like our clothes are all over the place. I mean, not not like all over the place inside our closet. I mean, all over the places in like Alabama. Like it's, they're everywhere. <laughs> Different states. Like, yeah, oh my gosh. We have amazing friends that have been acting as storage unit for us. And oh, we've got to go get our stuff back. Anyways, <laughs> um. Okay, good. That puts fire under my tush because I got to get our closet in shape while you get your shelf in shape in October. We keep each other accountable. Do it. I'll send you a picture when it's gone. I might just have to throw it away. (laughs) Just throw the whole thing away. Jesse, this has been so fun. 
It was fun. I mean, I knew it would be fun because it's you. We always have fun. I'm glad we got to share the fun with all the people. Come be my friend. (laughs) So where can people follow you if they are interested in your photography? Let's say they want to become a client. Like where can we find Jessie on the interwebs? On the interwebs, you can find me. It's so easy. And then when you say it all together, it sounds hilarious. But my website is jessienichols.com. My email is Jess. <laughs> this is so funny to say. Jesse at jessienichols.com. When you have a team, they have their own emails <laughs> at jessienichols.com. And then Instagram, it's at jessienichols. And I would love to be your friend. Come hang out with me or say hi. Anytime. Online. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. We love y'all tons. I love y'all tons. After this conversation, I have felt so convicted about my time and how I spend it resting. First, resting with the Lord, but also resting my mind, my body, my spirit, my soul, everything. If you're encouraged by rest and what this looks like, and you want to hear more about what her sabbatical looks like, why Jesse chose to take a sabbatical, and all of these things, you can find the blog post she wrote on her sabbatical on our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. You can also find all of the abundance of resources we talked about in today's show. I think you'll find them super helpful. If this episode blessed you, would you please do us a favor and share it with a friend? It can be over a dinner conversation, through a text, or you can share it with your social media family. Whatever it is, we are so pleased to know that you're spreading the Behind the Bliss love. And if you wanted to take it a step further and bless us even more, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews are really quick and easy, but they do us a huge favor in being able to share Behind the Bliss podcast with other people that might not have seen it before. It helps us rank on iTunes, and it helps give us an idea of what you're thinking, what you're loving, and what you'd like to see. We are so thankful for you all and cannot wait to bring you another episode of Behind the Bliss next week. See y'all soon.